What up, y'all? Welcome to the Gunslinger Gaming Frosty Pints Podcast. I'm Gobi. Back with us tonight is the Doc, Omega, and Zero Burn 75. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Um, good holiday weekend, too. And uh, good week on top of that. How you guys doing? Doing all right. Can't complain. Yeah, Today anyway. I saw a balloon. <laughs> Was it red? Were there 99 of them? No, there was only one. I think it was gold. Ah, darn. So obviously it wasn't a baby party, because those are usually blue or pink. I went for a walk today on Randall's Island, which is an island in New York City between Manhattan uh, and Queens and sort of the Bronx also, like uh, up in the northern uh, part of the... Hudson East River area, and uh, or not the Hudson, no, the East River side. And um, there was a massive fire in the Bronx, and there was like this giant cloud of uh, black smoke that filled half the sky. It's uh, kind of crazy. There's uh, all kinds of articles and shit about it and videos of it. Crazy. Anybody get hurt? Uh, one firefighter was, uh, had a minor injury, but otherwise, uh, no injuries as of the last update that I saw. But it was like a five alarm fire, over a hundred firefighters were on the scene. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a, a junkyard and pallet storage facility. <laughs> so, it's a, it, it's a fuel and fuel storage <laughs> depot with, uh, no fuel. Yeah. So let's uh, have a bunch of stuff that can set on fire and then set it on fire. Uh, uh, yeah, you, know, you forgot to wrap it in fuel too. It, it was pretty crazy. Like uh, we're, I was walking around and uh, we saw this plume of smoke. And uh, as we we're walking across the footbridge from the island, we got a great view over towards where it was, uh, north of where we were, and it was insane. Like we heard fire trucks and saw them driving up. Uh, the the west side the the FDR highway, uh, it was crazy. That's crazy. Damn. Yeah, five alarm fire in New York City. Hey, at least nobody got hurt. Well, majorly. Yeah. Always a plus. <laughs> yeah, that's. Apparently, the fire was so hot that like cars on the street nearby were catching on fire. Oh yeah, I can believe that. That is so. e- that is equally terrifying and impressive. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, the well, early, uh, since... early indications are that the cause is suspicious. <laughs> no, you don't say. <laughs> Probably somebody just trying to smoke a cigarette, you know, <laughs> drop it in the wrong uh, spot. If anybody, if anything's announced next week, I'll update uh, in next week's podcast. Nice. Sounds good. Uh, since I know that Zero is playing World of Warcraft, I mean, I don't even have to look. Um, Let's talk about how Shadowlands will not require an SSD after all. I didn't know this was even a thing, but apparently you were going to be required to have an SSD for a video game? Yes, about um, zero. And, and the reason for that is is because, um, being quite honest, loading WoW off of a, H, uh, of a standard hard drive is absolute shit. Um... Like, are we talking GTA, like, online loading times? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, no, not quite that bad. Maybe a little <laughs> less. But it, yeah. it, 
it was pretty bad. And GTA loading is its own brand of, of cancer. That's just a poorly made game that has nothing to do with your hardware. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the, I'm actually looking at probably this week because Best Buy's new ad for this week came out today. Uh, A friend of mine sent it to me and said, Hey, by the way, we're running a special on, um, NVMEs. And I was like, great. Been looking to get one. So I'm thinking I'm going to get a 500 gig. Uh, dude, I just saw it. it's it's the brand is an ADA, um, and it was like a hundred bucks. It was a two terabyte NVMe, um, and it wasn't. Ba- I mean, it was obviously the budget price one, or maybe was, I'm sorry, one terabyte, not two terabyte. My bad, uh, one terabyte. Um, and the other one, the ADATA SV eighty two hundred or something like that, was only a hundred and fifty bucks, and it was also Radio. one terabyte. Yeah, a hundred bucks for a terabyte is actually pretty damn good for an NVMe. Yeah. So yeah, here's the uh, for anyone, anyone who's paying attention to tech news. Due to a variety of uh, witchcraft and sorcery, there's a tank <laughs> right now in the market for a solid state memory. So uh, if you want to go buy new egghead deals, like last last week and the week before that, that's when I bought my new hard drive for NVMe drives. Western Digital, which is kind of a well-known name, uh, 500 gig and one terabyte NVMe's for like. Seventy dollars and a hundred dollars. So that was now. Kind of nuts. Which ones were they? Were they blue or black? Black. Okay, that's definitely the better one of the two. Uh, if you're not sure which uh, Western Digital has a blue series and a black series, black series is the better of the two. Yeah, the black series is definitely your performance drive. Blue series is budget. Still gets the job done. Uh, but that's SSDs. Hard drives, Western Digital Red. Still, still the best for RAID. If you're doing raiding, if you're going raiding, get yourself a raid. I have no fucking idea where I was going with this. Get back to uh, talking about serious things. I'll go back to making fun of uh, Finvara in the uh, Warframe chat. Uh, We were actually talking about SSDs, so... Yeah, like... Okay, whatever. That WoW uh, pulled back on requiring an SSD, but... I mean, that is the march of progress. Uh, Eventually we'll get there. We'll see it one day, I'm sure. Oh, I, I agree. I just it was more of a joke um, than anything is, yeah. Because I could see why having a game being required to be on an SSD would help because, again, uh, loading times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, games are... For, They're bigger. For 99% of people who own computers, a game will by far be the most strenuous thing they ever do to their computer. Oh, for sure. So, it makes sense that, you know, as gaming gets more and more intensive on the system, we're going to get to that point. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I mean, I haven't really looked at any of this stuff. I know that um, NVIDIA released something about the 3080 this week and it was pretty impressive or whatever i haven't watched it yet um or anything like that but yeah it's it'll be interesting to see i know there's a whole bunch of new tech stuff coming so it'll be kind of cool you know it kind of makes me wonder if this decision to quote-unquote announce that it doesn't require an ssd was just their way of saying like yeah you should really have an ssd for (laughs) gaming but like we had a bunch of 50 year old people who play wow complaining 
that their uh, Acer and Dell pre-builts from Best. Oh, uh, we lost him. Nope, you didn't lose me. Oh, did we lose Doc? Who'd we lose? All right. Can anyway? Did I just lose Omega, or did we lose Omega? He was like in the middle of the talking, and then, or am I just Space Cadet over here? I don't know. <laughs> hey, you're back. Anyway, yeah. So there's uh, going to be some fifty year old people playing. We lost you, Omega. Your stuff. Yeah. Um, so there's one thing on here that's just, it was a joke. Um, I'm the only one here who plays Call of Duty and I don't really care about this, but apparently they're adding a new operator and he's an Italian cowboy. The only reason this got put on there is back in the day we used to play, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. And for a while, Dr. Nagel had this wonderful idea to run around in a cowboy hat and his character in Ghost Recon Wildlands resembles this guy from Call of Duty, or I should say, let me rephrase that. The guy from Call of Duty greatly resembles Doc's uh, character from Ghost Recon Wildlands, and I'd like Doc's input on this character. Yeah, I'm back. I apologize. <laughs> if anybody He's back. Okay. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I, I, you, uh, Italian cowboy. What's what's your thoughts? Oh, yeah, Ghost Recon Wildlands. First of all, I'm touched that you remember my my cowboy from uh, Wildlands, but I thought that my Scotsman from uh, Breakpoint was slightly more impressive. Yeah, but it, your your Scotsman from Breakpoint does <clears throat> doesn't look just like this guy. Well, my cowboy from Wildlands didn't really look all, all that much like this guy either. <laughs> Aside from the cowboy hat, he's definitely got a cowboy hat. Um, I like I, it. I approve the uh, the reference to spaghetti westerns is not lost on me. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I probably won't ever play this guy, but it was uh, fun and interesting. The other one that uh, is fun and interesting on here, and this one Zero absolutely loved. Um, a guy has made Doom playable on a pregnancy test. I don't know yeah, why, exactly, but... How exactly did that work? <laughs> so he apparently had to replace uh, the display and the microcontroller. Um, so the only original part of the tester is a shell. However, getting Doom to run and playable on a 128 by 32 pixel monochrome display at one uh, BPP is still an impressive feat. I mean, yeah, given that. it is. <laughs> um, I also found out, I did not know this, that you can play Doom inside Minecraft. Um, obviously, this takes mods, but uh, yeah, you they basically build a, your own PC in your Minecraft house, and then you install Windows 98, and then you play Doom. Well, it's just like that whole thing of being able to make phone calls and stuff inside of uh, Minecraft. It's it's just all in what you're able to do. 
Yeah. And apparently this is a whole thing like, uh, you know, will it run Doom? Yeah, you and... know, actually, something that would be really impressive. Where'd Omega go, by the way? Uh, he oh, was having issues with his audio, I believe. Yeah, oh, we fuck. lost him right before right before you. Um, yeah, we were talking about World of Warcraft, and he like broke up and disappeared. So I'm assuming he has mic issues. Um, it's the it's that fucking time of the year when everybody's hardware starts to fail. Well, that's because Cyber, you know, Monday and Black Friday are just around the corner, and you know. You think this we is a vast conspiracy from big computer? <laughs> oh, come on. Why not? I mean, Skynet lives, right? I agree with you. <laughs> I think that is a perfectly feasible conspiracy theory, and I'm on board with you 110%. I mean, I got, I got no other idea. Like, I mean, I'm waiting for my CPU to go, because, let's face Don't it... Don't even fucking um... talk about that. <laughs> Oh, oh no! I I can I can talk about this because um, I have a backup one that I can throw in. But this CPU has been overclocked for since 2013, and it's an FX9590 CPU, which <laughs> is one of AMD's most iconically unstable CPUs they ever made, <laughs> and um. It doesn't, they're not really known to last, like, at all. So the fact that I've had one overclocked for seven years now, um, it's I mean, one of those it, things. Yeah, it's, it, it's, done its, it's done its job. Like, I got no complaints. No, it's pretty <laughs> great. I'm looking forward to, uh, along with... Uh, along with getting a new hard drive, actually, a couple new hard drives, SSDs, sorry, not hard drives, I'm done with hard drives. Um, I'm also going to replace my water cooler because anyone who has ever owned a Corsair H100, a V2, or anything, really, uh, knows that the Corsair water, water pumps, not great. Actually, pretty shitty. They develop air bubbles, uh, leaks, they have expansion problems, so... I'm getting rid of this one that I have because I'm at the point now when whenever I boot up my computer, I go straight into BIOS because it's got temperature monitoring for my CPU. I watch the CPU go from like 29, 30, 30 it just, just goes up to 40 and 50 and I'm like, okay, uh, I take off the side of my case and I just start tapping the tubes until the temperature just plummets right back down to 30. Yep, time to replace that. It's been Definitely. time to replace it for about a year now. I've just been making do with it, but I, I want a better water cooler, a better cooler just in general for my CPU, because I've got the, uh, it's an Intel i7-5930K. It is a glorious processor. It is still competitive. It's a K-series, so obviously you can overclock it. I love it, and I need to take uh, a lot better care of it than I've been taking care of it this year. Yeah, I mean, I... I processor. love it. I'm definitely looking at upgrading my CPU and my uh, closed-loop system as well. I mean, the Kraken X51 or X61 that I have has done me well, but it definitely probably time for an upgrade again. It's it's aging. This uh this build has been around for a while now, um, and seen some time. Gilly, I, I wanted to uh, bring up something with you, actually. We uh, we used to have a slogan on this podcast, hashtag fuck frontier. 
uh, I wanted to ask you how your how how's your internet been doing? Uh it's actually it's been solid. I mean, it's still not impressive. It's still fucking ten megabyte DSL, but um, they they've gotten their shit together at least. So it's not like it's pretty consistent at ten megabyte DSL. I haven't had too many dips, uh, which is nice. Um, uh, still no faster internet anywhere on the horizon. I got my hopes up for a little bit. They were putting fiber in. Fiber's going to stop about five miles from my house. Oof. Still, still sharing that speed with your neighbors, though? Uh, yeah. Everybody in this area still has Frontier. Because that's... You either have Frontier or you have uh, that, like, cell phone internet, like, shit. Oh, the Gs. Uh, they got the 4Gs and the 5Gs. That's what gives people... Yeah, like, the... Uh, well, they got the, out here we call it, it's We Connect and shit and Bug Tussle, but it basically runs on, um, cell phone GSM band, and it, that's, it has, like, a Wi-Fi router that catches the wireless signal, and that's what it does, you know, then pumps it into your house, but it's, that, I think, is capped at 5 megabytes, so, you either get Hardline Frontier at 10 megabyte DSL, or cellular that doesn't always work because oh yeah i live in the three percent of the united states that isn't covered by t-mobile and at&t you know what as soon as we get (laughs) yeah all right we should go to that during the podcast the reason that i ask is because uh, we might be adopting a new slogan which is hashtag fuck spectrum um omega has been having (laughs) in and out uh uh, internet difficulties for the past week or so. Oh, and, I uh, That's why he dropped. His internet just straight up died. Oh, dude. So, uh, yeah, we can definitely fuck Spectrum. We'll uh, start that. I did that. I... Spe- Spectrum actually died earlier this week while we were playing uh, Space Engineers, and his internet just straight up died for about 20 minutes. Came back on for three minutes, just enough time for him to boot up Discord, get back in game fly around a little bit and get dropped again and then it went off for another i don't know 15 20 minutes oh i remember those days man i feel your pain and the guy, I, yeah i feel his oh. pain uh dude i get it i told oh man it fucking sucks they're non-communicative this is the the (laughs) response this is the the complaint from every single spectrum customer that i've read uh because zero and i actually started looking at down.com or whatever just trying to figure out what was up with spectrum and yeah look at charter as well well i don't don't know how (laughs) charter deals with their customers but spectrum apparently charter is an explanation Oh, Charter is Spectrum? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Yeah, Spectrum Internet is Charter Spectrum. Yes. Christ. (laughs) So broaden broaden your horizon. You'll understand why I had zero hesitation getting behind that. Because, so, cool, funny story. Even if I was to get cable out here, the only cable provider to be out here is Charter Spectrum. See, as much as you want to, well, no, no one's ever done this on the podcast, but I have gotten this flack before because New York City, I think Omega's got like 300 megabyte per second download or some shit like that. And uh, uh, where I am, I get 30-30. So 30 down, 30 up, which is great for me. Say what you want about that solid speed and the ridiculous amount that I pay for it each month. But I have the choice of 
Charter. Oh, I, I, I thought it was uh, Spectrum, but apparently it's Charter. Um, Fios, Comcast, or whatever the one is that's run by terrorists, uh, Earthlink or something like that. So I have options, and if I get pissed off at my at Fios, I can call Verizon and be like, you know what, I'm just going to go to your competition. And as much as they're in league with all their competition, it's all a vast conspiracy, which, again, 110% on board with your conspiracy theories, Gobi. Uh, they don't like losing customers. So they hate there's it. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's... Yeah, but you have options. Like, you got options. You can go to, like, what, four different companies and have the same basic speeds you, you have options i can yes also i yeah. can uh, i can threaten voodoo on them i can say that i'm going to make an effigy of their i don't know their tech support manager or some shit like that and burn it in my backyard that usually terrifies them uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh we were just that talking about sacrificing chickens they don't notice when one goes missing so chicken sacrifice is definitely in there um, right. So, not so really this, but whenever you say burning an effigy, that also gets you added to an FBI watch list. So, which one? I, I'm probably already on it. <laughs> I'm. I'm just curious. Like out here, we we have these. All right. Again, we're going to touch on religion. We're not religion. Uh, do you guys have Jehovah's Witnesses that like go door to door? Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> They're, They're everywhere. Very pleasant people. <laughs> I just think it's funny that they knock on my house because I live directly across from a giant fucking church. Yeah, right. I, uh, yeah, okay. So, yeah. Well, we we won't go into that any more than that. Uh, <laughs> Love That'll people. be on the post show. If you can get them talking about anything other than Jesus, they're yes. lovely people. You can have wonderful conversations with them, and they appreciate tea and crumpets. It gets you know what they walking around all day. You know what they don't appreciate, though. <laughs> oh, lots of things. We can't answer into that. <laughs> you you answering the door with no clothing on. They don't appreciate that at all. No clothing? I've never done that. Just underwear or a bathrobe? Yeah, I've done that. Look, it's my house. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, you, no, I, we could go into a whole segment of stupid shit you've done like that, but we probably shouldn't. Cause... It's, it's not stupid shit. It's etiquette one-on-one. How to appropriately answer the door to your own house when it's Sunday at eight o'clock in the morning and you really don't feel like entertaining i'm answering in your underwear is a completely valid door answering at that that appropriate time of day i mean followed by what the fuck are you doing here is completely acceptable <laughs> the other thing that you can totally do as long as your significant other or family don't mind you smoking in the house is answer the door <laughs> in your state where marijuana is legal smoking a big fat blunt <laughs> yeah they don't appreciate that at all again legal in the state of massachusetts right only do that in legal states legal again. colorado massachusetts where else? Oregon? California? Like, there's like California. 36 of them. There are a lot. There are a lot of places where recreational marijuana is legal now. Get on board, rest of the United States. Soon to be Texas, well, believe it or not. If Texas gets it before Virginia, I'm going to be slightly pissed off. Now, yeah, see, actually, I, I, I really want Texas. Texas to get it. 
I really want because if Texas gets it, there's no fucking reason that Wisconsin shouldn't. All I'm gonna say <laughs> is is to grow it in Texas, hydroponics. Um, you could. I'm just wondering, like, I don't know. It, first, marijuana is a weed. It, it is literally a weed. It grows anywhere. Uh, <laughs> in, in, you know, in pretty much any conditions. Pretty much any. Yeah. If you're not in the tundra line where nothing grows, then you can probably grow weed. I mean, not that we're we're getting into soup, but um, where you grow it will affect the quality, obviously. Um, of the final products. So I've been told, because it's not legal in this state, and I'm a perfect angel. <sighs> yep. Speaking on, uh, moving on to the truth. Uh, when wait, when did this become a rivalry? By the way, when did Bethesda and Say Obsidian have a rivalry? <laughs> <laughs> Are you is the, are you being facetious? Or are you being for real right now? No, I just want to hear no, about rivalry. There, there's there's an article. I mean, it's it's apparently a thing between Skyrim and Avowed. Ever since Obsidian outdid what Bethesda could do with a Fallout game, Bethesda has hated them and hates to even speak about them. Okay, so th- it's it's a legit thing. Like this is actually okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely legit. I just, you know, assumed that it was a, you know, clickbait title because they go in talking about how Bethesda has made some blunders, you know, in mistakes no. in years. Not Fallout seventy six. <laughs> I mean, granted, I I have been playing Fallout seventy six, and uh, it is in a much much better state now than it was in it when it released. Um, they should have just called that the alpha, and then the beta, and then just made Wastelanders the 1.0 release, and they probably wouldn't have gotten any flack. Alright, would have gotten a flack. For anyone else who's listening and wondering, Bethesda is the Midwestern version of Bethesda. Yes, it is. Plus, sometimes I just to fuck with you guys. Perfectly normal, perfectly healthy. Yeah, they don't like each other. That's uh, the nerd who runs Bethesda, who was like captain of the chess club, uh, notoriously, doesn't really like Obsidian. Yeah, so you must be going all the way back to Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. Uh, That is exactly where it started. Okay. I don't know much about them other than they exist and one was made by one and the other. Well, see, here's the thing. Bethesda decided to decided, okay, we don't we want to do a Fallout game in between three and four, but we don't want to do it. We want somebody else to do it so that we can focus on other things. And yeah, when they gave it to Obsidian to do, Obsidian kind of um created an instant classic. In the fact that everybody is, everybody who, anybody who's ever played the entire series from front to back um, will tell you that um, New Vegas was the better Fallout game. And I, I mean, even as somebody who just picked up Fallout in Fallout 4, 
I then went back and played Fallout 3 in New Vegas, and I can tell you that New Vegas is better. The storyline's better, the the mechanics are better, the choices are better, you it mods are like better. You, the mods are better. It feels like you have more freedom in that game. No, I, I totally agree. New Vegas is definitely the better of the two games between Fallout Three and New Ve- and Fallout New Vegas. Uh, yeah. So we could yeah, talk about the 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 whole article behind this is uh, we didn't even talk about. Uh, yeah, let's see. What the thing no, is it's called? Avowed. Avowed, Avowed is it, yeah. the game out of Obsidian that's going to uh, rival the uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim, uh, supposedly, and it's set to be a large first-person RPG that will take place in the world of Eora, which, if you ever played Pillars of Eternity. Uh, it's a pretty good game. It's that same setting for this RPG as it was for that uh, RTS or a turn-based RTS. So, uh, my only issue with that is part of Skyrim's considerable charm is the mods and the comp- you know the ability to make it into whatever you want. So, hopefully, Avowed gives us. Modifiable ability. Yeah, if Obsidian really likes sticking it to Bethesda, then I imagine they would throw mod support in there. I hope they do at least. I mean, I'm not a huge hack and slash RPG kind of guy. Um, I did see some of Avowed, and it did look super pretty. Um, and obviously, these guys know how to make a world and a story, so it's probably going to be worth checking out. I don't know if it'll be a day one buy for me, but it's probably something I'll look at in the future. Um, they also announced DLC for the Outer Worlds, which I think Leetness has played, but I don't know if any of us have played it. I haven't played it. Uh, I've heard good things about it, but I've never actually like played it or picked it up. Now, I've seen good things, and a couple of the guys that I work with have played it, um, and they say it's pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, I've I've heard good things. It's just one of those games. It's I don't know, not really my thing. So I haven't really picked it up. Yeah, uh, this is yeah. We talked about this before. Outer Worlds is the game where um, there's a great YouTube video. Uh, go search YouTube for a psychopath plays Outer Worlds. It's a fantastic video. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of the space games, we can talk about Hello Games, and which is the No Man's Sky developer. Uh, you want to talk about uh, outer space games? Yeah, we. I, I mean, I suppose we could talk about No Man's Sky going cross And then we can talk is, about... You know, that's neat. Well, uh, yeah, that actually happened a while ago, but yeah. There's also Warframe, but we can we can put off talking about Warframe. Well, no, no, we definitely need to talk about Warframe because we actually put that off um, because you weren't here last week. Um, Yeah. Uh, So, obviously, this isn't about No Man's Sky. Apparently, Hello Games is working on a huge new game. We'll see see how that works out. Um, 
hopefully they decide to do alpha and beta test this one so they don't, you know, have another No Man's Sky. Don't get me wrong, I mean, the game now is way better again, way better now than it was on launch, but it also took them, what, two years to get there? Uh, yeah, and it's still, the core of the game is still broke. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those, it's, the game design kind of sucked, but I mean, I get it, but it's, should have just been designed it as a co-op game. Oh, for sure. I mean, it with drop in, drop out support and the whole not yeah being able to share shit. That's kind of ridiculous. But yeah, they're uh, obviously capable of doing great things. They're obviously capable of maintaining uh, their games and making meaningful additions to them. Even if what they're doing right now is adding meaningful additions to a, a, a essentially broken game. Uh, they have the ability to do these things. So if Hello Games would like to come out with the next No Man's Sky, which is actually based first and foremost as a co-op game, I am happy to see what they come up with. Oh, I agree. I mean, No Man's Sky is definitely a single-player game that allows you to bring friends with. <laughs> I would like there to be space magic. Yes, space so magic. Want, so you want it to be destiny? Got it. No, <laughs> no, no not destiny. No, not that kind of. Space. I want good space magic. I want yeah, little there you blue go. wizards, pantsless blue wizards with space magic, uh. <laughs> and tiny little guns that, when you shoot them, blow up planets. Ooh, ooh! So you want uh. like the tiny cricket from Men in Black? Yes, that times about a thousand. Good reference. Nice. Oh, and yes, so why, you know, we're going to go throw back. We, we can talk about the Crisis remaster. No, no, yeah. no fuck all this. It's it been ages. No, it's it been ages it. Since, uh, <laughs> since we talked about the next Mass Effect game. We talked earlier this year oh, yeah. when they had plans for a new Mass Effect game coming out. I've, slow, I've been watching, you know, the YouTube movies of all the Mass Effect gameplays just because, you know, it's, I, I got back into the story and I was like, oh, I kind of want to play, but I don't want to play. I'd rather just watch this while I work. And I am now paying attention to the news that uh, is coming out about the things that they are revealing are going to be in Mass Effect 5, which I don't think has an official title yet. But they've been releasing things like worlds and characters who are coming back uh, that are going to be in Mass Effect 5. And I think this week what they revealed was the Solarian homeworld of Sakesh. So if anybody remembers the Solarians... The salamander people, who only live like 20, 30, 40 years and talk really super fast and have extremely high metabolisms and are pretty crafty, we supposedly in Mass Effect 5 will be able to get to their homeworld and actually take a look around and see and learn more about, I think it was SRT, Special, no, STR, Special Taxes and Reconnaissance or something like that. They have a covert, they have a covert group military lease that they work with the Turians and the Asari with. Morden. Yeah, Morden. Morden was an excellent character from Mass Effect Two and Three. Uh, I yeah, I hated, I hated have to fucking send him to his death in the spire. But spoilers. If you haven't played Mass Effect no. Three by now, what the fuck are you doing with your life? But yeah, he. I, there's it's a fifteen-year-old game. Like fuck you. There, no spoilers. Is there any way to save him in Mass Effect Three, or is it just you know? No. 
No, you he's, either he's done. You either shoot him or he commits suicide. And I always let the guy go out in style, man. I mean, you can't shoot your friend in the back. No, I mean, and besides, he's trying. To, he's undoing the genophage. He's curing the genophage because uh, it's the Did right thing to make do. It? Like, he, he he assisted in making the revised version of it because the Krogan started yeah, to adapt. Yeah, the Krogan started to adapt to the original genophage, and the Solarians caught wind of that and were like, "Okay, we need to modify it." So Morden was on the team that modified it. Now, I'm still curious. You still think there's a trilogy remaster coming? No, probably not. But I'm okay with that. What what? is really what i'm really wondering about as all these these things come out about mass effect 5 i know there were there were three there were actually four endings to mass effect 3 and yep i'm i'm wondering how they're going to finagle their way around that uh i don't know enough about this game coming out to know if it's a prequel or a companion piece that occurred at the same time but depending on what ending you chose in mass effect 3 the game a game that came after that would it'd be one of three completely different games i want to say well no it either the reapers are in, in control or they're eradicated i don't think there no, was a so, third option so you can uh, you can eradicate the Reapers so that they all die. You can yep. control the Reapers. Which is a Paragon ending. You die if you right. eradicate the Reapers. Uh, you can control the Reapers, uh, where you basically impart your essence into the Reapers, and you are in control of them, and they help to rebuild the, the galaxy and all the rest of that. You can choose Transference. <laughs> which is the merging of the biological or the organic and the inorganic. So everyone essentially becomes a cyborg, which is an awesome ending because there's no need for the Reapers after that. Everyone is just the pinnacle, the apex of evolution. Like you impart this massive gift to the entire universe and uh, everything, everything ends up pretty swell. Or you can do absolutely nothing. The Reapers wipe everybody out, and you get that special cutscene at the end where it goes beneath this, you know, there's this beautiful field with these trees and this grass flowing, there's not a person or a building in sight, and the camera pans underground to this tiny little station that Liara has set up, and it's just this, like, time capsule that's just like, we couldn't do it, but we've enclosed all this data for you to try and survive the next cycle, maybe you'll have better luck than we did. So there are four different endings to Mass Effect 3. Yeah, I could see, uh, as long as they don't make you Shepard in this next game, it's relatively easy <laughs> there, to circumvent that. There is also one ending, one of those endings, results in Shepard surviving. Now, see, uh, this is the debate that everybody has with the Paragon ending. So you technically die as Shepard. But at the very end, his hand, like, comes up. Or her hand. Whichever one you choose. Like, it comes yeah, up yeah. and then the game ends. And, you know, so it did, you know, the whole Shredder moment from the Turtles, for you geeks that are as old as I am. Uh, is he really dead? Is she Secret really dead? Oh, well, wait, no, that was the first one, not Secret of Yous. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is I, a I, damn... Whatever. I know the secret, the scene that you're talking about. <laughs> 
Right. I, I mean, I, so they could say he didn't really die and they have another, like, scene like they did in Mass Effect 2 uh, where they rebuild him. Or her. Sorry, I keep saying him. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's either or. A shepherd is a man or a female yeah. or a man or a woman, depending on what you want to play, which is a, yeah. it's a nice thing. I'm not sure how popular that was in 2007 uh, when the game came out. I usually... Yeah, I do playthrough both usually. I think uh, my last Mass Effect playthrough is a uh, Fem Shep version. Um, and you still yeah. ended up getting it on with Liara. Duh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, Mass Effect 1 uh, is Liara. Or, ha, uh, fucking A. <sighs> yep. Mm-hmm. It's one of them nights. Um, yeah, I'm not even gonna try it again. Um, Mass Effect Two is Miranda. If I don't fuck it up somehow in like the first fifteen minutes, which you can do. I still don't know which fucking um, conversation when it is, but somehow in the first fifteen minutes, you select a certain conversation and you screw your romance with Miranda, and I can't remember which one it is. And the other way to do it is if you side with Jack at any point. Doesn't matter what it is. If you side with Jack at any point in the game, you lose the chance to romance Miranda. I just can't stand... I love uh, Yvonne Strahovski. I just don't like Miranda. Uh, uh, the other the other thing that you can really screw up is um, Mass Effect 3 with Ashley Williams. You can... There's uh, one line of dialogue at the very beginning, and there's another line of dialogue uh, later on, where if you get either of those wrong, you get the bad end... Or you get the bad ending to the Odina story, and you have to, like, shoot her or something, and you end up killing her. It's, it's a really fucking finicky uh, mechanic yeah. in Mass Effect 3 as well. You basically got to do the full paragon. Yeah. You got to do a full paragon in order to keep from shooting Ashley in the Udina. Um, Yeah, yeah. There's also, if you play the romance with Ashley and Liara, right, you can... um, They don't... You don't actually get a threesome, but like you can romance them both all the way to the end of the game and you have to, and then you basically choose right at the end which one and i mean like come on that's a no-brainer but for me um <laughs> i don't know if i've actually done a full ashley romance i gotta google some real quick <laughs> the other uh, the other thing is uh it should be noted if you carry your save um it's if you to you have to carry your save from mass effect one all the way to mass effect three that's the only way i believe you can play as Caden or have Caden in mass effect three right uh yes yeah because you and you got to save him in mass effect one too so well, again right you have to choose between Ashley or Caden at the beginning yeah, of the game. And usually I send Caden to his death because he just annoys me. Uh, yes, it's like, which one of these two annoy me less? Um, 
Yep, sorry, Caden. <laughs> Alright, so apparently Reddit debunked the theory that in Mass Effect Andromeda you can have a threesome, that, so that isn't a thing. I was gonna go off on a tiff about that, but nope, turns out it's not a thing. No problem. No, with mods you can, again, get almost there, but they... I don't think they've wrote that programming into the game. I mean, I think it's it's technically possible with the conversation settings, but I don't think that the actual mechanic for the three people in the bed is in the game. And that's why there's no actual threesomes. The other thing about Mass Effect, uh, Andromeda was a good, it was a bold step. Uh, there, I think the biggest problem was the bugs, the implementation of the game, and the second biggest problem was probably their main characters uh, were not as good as Shepard was. Femship or Maleship. So I'm curious. I again, I don't know enough about the new Mass Effect game coming out to know who our main character is going to be. I mean, I yeah, and I mean, I actually liked Andromeda. Um, I like the exploration more than the wartime. Um, it was a nice change of pace in a Mass Effect game. Um, I enjoyed exploring a lot of the worlds. I liked having the Nomad back. Um, I really, I didn't know how much I missed that from Mass Effect 1 until I got it again. Um, the multiplayer in Andromeda was very well done as well. I really enjoyed it. Um, the maps they chose were very good. Um, it's got good pacing. Um, the objectives are nice. Um, the loot crate system, again, it's that tried and true system that none of us like, but we kind of all deal with. Because <laughs> it's the new norm. Um, I will give them credit. It's not pay to win. You can't, you know, whatever. Um, which is nice. Not that, I mean, it's co-op game, so you, how do you really pay to win anyway? But, um, yeah, I... Even my son really likes, you know, just jumping in the Nomad and driving around and just exploring planets. Um, they did a pretty good job. I do wish there were more explorable planets. Um, I wish they had done some DLC so we could have seen um, the Solarian arc and stuff like that. Because there were some storylines that they kind of, like, just left wide open. It sucked. Uh, yeah. But again, just the scope of the, the Mass Effect game, especially 2 and 3. 1 was was huge at the time. Going back to it, it seems much smaller. 2 was enormous compared to 1, and going back to it, it's still, I mean, it's pretty big. 3 was even bigger, and going back to it, it is still an enormous game with a shit ton of stuff to do. It is easily a 60-hour game uh, if you... Oh or like playing through it or trying to do most of the content, or if you have all the DLC and you're a completionist like I am, it's more than 60 hours. Um, I I think we've done this before, but I just, for shits and giggles, we'll do it. Um, yeah, Mass Effect 3, I have a stupid amount of hours in, and it's... Yeah, I have all the DLC, absolutely loved it. Um, and I still play, it's still installed. So here's the thing, I have Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3 collector's editions, 
actually on the shelf right next to me, and they're all DVD installations. I got those games and played them before Origin existed, so I have no idea how many hours I have into those games. Yeah, I have 148 hours, basically, into Mass Effect 3. Um, it's installed on my rig and my laptop. Again, it's not even close to stock. I play fully modded with HD textures and a bunch of other random mods. Um, but zero, I've also zero. completed the game how many times? Yeah, a, a bunch. Zero, did you ever get into Mass Effect? I played a little bit of Mass Effect 1. Um, none of Mass Effect 2. 3, I got about halfway through. And then I started Andromeda multiple times, but got depressed about halfway into the beginning sequence. <laughs> yeah. Depressed because of the story, or because of the the graphic bugs, or just because Shepard wasn't there anymore? All of it. Uh... I, it when I, I actually did make it off of the initial planet and onto the first planet in Andromeda, but it's one of those things where it just didn't feel right. Something about that did not feel right. I will say the gunplay could have been a little tighter in Andromeda. It felt sloppy, but okay, that's my biggest complaint. That's all it, I got. It was a little sloppy, and they, they went back to the thing where like the pistol was the most OP gun in the game. You didn't need any yeah. gun except for the pistol. That's it. You could kill. The, you could one shot just sidewinder on any difficulty. Oh yeah, the Sidewinder level ten. Oh, dude, that thing is fucking amazing. It's like, that's that's great in a game like Halo, where your pistol is fucking OP. You've got seventeen shots in it, or however many shots, and then you'll maybe never find a pistol on that level again, and then you'll get it sometime else. It doesn't work in a game like Mass Effect, where you have a loadout before every single mission, and you're picking up ammo along the way. Right. But I mean, just, you're basically no point. one shot in everything. Yeah, so there's no point to the loadout at all. Just get the pistol, and that's all you need. Yep. But the other thing, uh, Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, you have Mark Mir doing uh, the Commander Shepard, the voice of male Commander Shepard, and uh, Jennifer Hale? Jennifer Hale doing uh, female Femship. Those two have phenomenal voices. The, yes, the they voices do. really made the characters. The like you're listening to Commander Shepard, male or female, talk a lot, and ah. those two voice actors did an absolutely incredible job. The voice actors in Andromeda for the male and female protagonists did a great job. Their their voices suited those characters, <laughs> but there wasn't a whole hell of a lot to like about those characters until you got about halfway halfway or further through the game just because you didn't really have a backstory you were a kid the whole premise of the game was that you were customizing your character as you went along your personality developed by based off what conversation choices you took and it never, you never developed that yeah if you didn't know that and you didn't you know have like a clear line direction where you wanted to take the character your character became something that was just like an evolution of random crap that you that you spouted out before maybe it was a reflection of you maybe it was just 
again you know some space magic who knows but yeah the i don't know man i it's tough to beat mark Mir especially it's just tough to beat that kind of voice acting and i don't think that they're gonna have commander shepherd back in mass effect 5 so i don't really know what they're gonna do for a main character i don't know who you're gonna be i don't know I... Gonna be good it's just as long as they have an Asari that is not Phoebe. God, she was annoying! <laughs> Look, here, here's, here's the other thing. You know my theory about Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, they shipped up all the ugly people in the Milky Way and they sent them to a different galaxy. That's how that worked. So, assuming we're back in the Milky Way galaxy, we're going to have attractive characters again. And hopefully some attractive voices to go along with the attractive characters, and maybe things will just, you know, feel and look better. Right. Yeah, I'm uh, shallow. I think the characters in Mass Effect Andromeda are ugly. All right. So we only got a few minutes left, and we got it, but we, and we got to talk about our sponsors, GOG Games. So, uh, CD Projekt Red said. Fuck you to the $69.99 pricing for next-gen versions of Cyberpunk 2077. Thank you for having a head on your shoulders and not having your head up your ass. Who we as gamers decided, appreciate this. Who decided that they were going to sell their game for that amount of money? Because it wasn't them. Who just decided no, to slap $69.99 it was... on it? 2K, 2K Activision and EA have already expressed their enthusiasm for selling PS5 and Xbox Series X games at $69.99. And CD Projekt Red said, fuck that. Why are they enthusiastic about making their games more expensive than PC games? Because, uh, okay, and, um, and I quote, the reasoning was, <laughs> and I quote... With the evolution of gaming hardware, <laughs> we need to make more money. Fuck off. Okay? Yep. All I'm going to say is, is, and, and everybody mark it on your fucking calendars. September 7th of 2020, I am going to say something nice about Bungie. Bungie's doing no. their sh Bungie is doing their shit right. Whether oh it be whether Wait, it hold up. whether it April be Fools. whether He's it lying be to you. shut up shut up go with, He's trying to get through it. Whether it be the fact that even on next gen consoles, whether it be PC or console, uh, Bungie is doing base price for their game is going to be $35 unless you get the special edition in which it's going to cost extra. And then it will be $10 for each DLC and you don't have to have the last piece to play the next piece. Goddamn zero. 10.53 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, September 7, 2020. Zero Burn 75 said something nice about Bungie. I mean, it they are these companies have it has gotten so bad and they have become so greedy that and look I get it capitalism yay capitalism but hey hey the gaming industry is about gamers zero it's about shareholders oh no and and and, and, look, and microtransactions 
I work for a I work for a Fortune 500 company. Trust me. I know all about board directors and stuff. But even at that, I don't see half of the stuff that I see coming out of the gaming industry in the industry that I'm in. Dude, they're just, yeah. They see people have given them ways to make money and they're just going to keep doing it. I mean... Alright, we already talked about it, so... Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer. Oh, good news. It will have multiplayer. Bad news. It will have microtransactions. Who would have guessed it? Did anybody here guess it? Oh, wait. We all did. Yeah, we all pretty much called that there were going to be microtransactions, but they promised us the microtransactions wouldn't be aggressive and that they wouldn't be for anything but cosmetics. Also, it's, I, yeah, it's, it's you know, whatever. What is if it's a finished game, I'm still counted in the uh, in the pro category. I mean, as long as it's you know, if it comes out, there's a day one match. And I mean, no, as you know, as far as the microtransactions go, I think we're at the point where they're just standard issue. Like in a multiplayer game where you have character customization, you're gonna have microtransactions, like. That's just where we at. That's the world we live in. The, um, the last time I tried to explain someone uh, to someone that the world is because that's how the world is, like you just <laughs> did, Gobi, I got told that I'm the reason why the gaming industry is going to shit. So, well, I probably am the reason. Chew it. I probably am part of the reason why the gaming industry is going to shit, and I don't give a fuck. Because that's what I'm supposed to say, right? Yes, that is. <laughs> that's but what I say. That's what the cool say. Yeah. Um, it will apparently have DLC and expansions as well. Um, those will be revealed soon. Um, it is going to have a full-fledged multiplayer component. I don't... But they haven't really said much more about the multiplayer component if it's going to be a PvP or, like, co-op. So I'm more interested to see what the multiplayer is in the game. I'm hoping it's open world co-op myself, but I'm also I... hoping there's open world co-op and I'm hoping that there are activities for people to do on a daily basis that keep them coming back to do open world co-op. I want this to be division in the future without any of the bugs that the division had. Ooh, I mean, would I would nice. just I would just not the bullet sponges. Like yeah, I can not, not any of the <laughs> bugs or the mechanics that the division had. I mean, I don't say I will go that far. I mean, I don't mind the the division and you know the minor bugs, whatever. I can deal with them. I don't like the <laughs> two bugs. years. I like two years after launch when they finally got fixed, and now that's all you can remember. You didn't mind dealing with the bugs. Well, I mean, okay. Again, I have almost four hundred hours into the game, so yeah. I mean, I've been pretty steady. I mean, it it hasn't bothered me too much. Um, but again, I do wish that the time to kill was more in line with something like Destiny 2 or Ghost Recon Wildlands or Ghost Recon Breakpoint, like, instead of emptying a clip into a guy. Like, I get they have armor, but, I mean, they don't need to be as big a bullet sponge as they are. Do they um, have armor over their eyes? If so, what happens if I shoot them in well, the eye? That's, again, that, you know, that was my... That's my issue with the way they do armor. Like, the bosses, they made this whole... Like, the mini-bosses and the heavies, they made 
dynamic armor. So, like, if you shoot their arm, like, their arm plate comes off. If you shoot their helmet, their helmet comes off. Okay, that's cool. So, why can't I bypass an enemy's complete armor bar if I shoot them in the face? So that that was my my problem actually with Wildlands. It was one of the few problems that I had. Do you remember the the heavies that they had yes. for the the whatever the purple? It takes two shots. Yes, two yeah. shots. One shot to take so, the helmet, and one shot to headshot him. So their helmets, not all of their helmets had the face shield in front of them, and they had the little like the the eye holes Opening. basically in their yep. in their mask. So. I was actually good, believe it or not, I was actually good at a video game for a, a short period of time. I got good enough that I could shoot them with my sniper rifle directly in the eyeball. And when I shot them in the eyeball, their helmet popped off. That made no fucking sense to me. So that's that's what I mean uh, in terms of bullet sponges and these mechanics that the division and a lot of Ubisoft games have. If you want to put a lot of armor on a guy, I totally get it. If I'm shooting him in the chest in the bulletproof vest, he's not going to be a one-shot kill. Unless I have an anti-material right. rifle, in which case it should go right through just about anything. But right. if they're Hitting not them in the arms, in the head, should yeah. do damage to their health bar, not to their armor bar. Like, you know... Yeah. That minor tweak, I, I'm not even joking, that minor tweak would completely change the division. Like Warframe, Warframe actually has that, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it, no, it, again, Warframe is another one of those games that has that, I'll call it the perfect time to kill in a PvE shooter. Like, there is... I can run around with an AR and kill most enemies in you know, a few rounds, I can, you know, a couple enemies per clip. You know, that's I'm fine with that. And, you know, bosses, yeah, they take a few more bullets, but they're bosses. I'm okay with that. But they're not, like, yeah. stupidly hard unless you're way out of your level. And then, well, you're just dumb. <laughs> so the way it works in Warframe is uh, some enemies have armor, other enemies have shields. Enemies with armor and shields have weak points on them. Mostly the head. If you can shoot a guy in the head, in a weak spot, on his head, say, and you do it with enough damage to uh, take out his, uh, like, all of his health, it will bypass. It'll bypass armor, it'll bypass shields, it will just, it'll kill him outright. If you don't hit him in the weak point, it didn't, works down his armor, Mass Effect it have works that same... down his shields. I don't remember. I don't remember enough about the gameplay of the first Mass Effect game to say that. I do remember that I was in love with headshots in that game, though. Yeah, because I know, like, um, there's certain things that, like, bypass... Like, a guy can have armor and a shield, and, like, certain things bypassed, like, a shield and did damage directly to the armor and shit like that. <clears throat> so I know that, like, other games in the past have had it. Again, Mass Effect gave perfect time to kill, you know, Enemies weren't massive bullet sponges. Some of them were, but it had a good mix. The the big heavies were. Mass Effect 2 also introduced those giant mechs that came out. Those things were fucking oh, badass. Those, again, but had, they a, weak had spot. a weak point. You could yes. shoot the guy who was controlling the mech. If you killed the guy, you got a headshot on the guy controlling the mech. He fell out of the mech, and the mech was yours. Glorious. So glorious. Yeah, uh, EA did 
good. Bioware did really good uh, with with the Mass Effect trilogy, and then Andromeda came out, and that's a whole different thing. Andromeda yeah. was a shit show. They did it's some really good sad. things with the game, and they did some the really horrible Mass things. Effect Andromeda was a game with a brilliant concept and a really fun, engaging storyline behind it, and the execution just sort of fell apart because two studios were arguing back and forth, and nobody could get on the same page. Bad communication, bad coordination, and the execution was spoiled. Yep. Good times. I will. I will say again. We we should touch on again. They need to make more games crossplay. They do. Is uh, really is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven going to be crossplay? I don't know, but somebody was. I swear. Okay, so somebody in the Warframe chat was saying that now Xbox and PS four are no longer behind. Is that yes? Um... This, you could speculate that this is because of the ongoing negotiations with Tencent, boo, to buy digital extremes. Consoles content and PC content are getting same-date releases. Uh, before this, for Planes of Eidolon expansion years ago, like a decade ago when Planes of Eidolon came out, uh, PC got it first and then a month so a month, two months later, it came to console after all the bugs had been worked out. Uh, Heart of Demos, that just came out, released same day for PS4, Xbox, and PC. I want to say Switch as well, but I don't know. So PC is obviously still getting the most hot fixes, but right. the content is there for all consoles. So, I mean, not this is just us hoping again, but... uh. You know, the possibility of Warframe crossplay could become a possibility because, I mean, I know that was one of the things no. that was holding it. No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Because of the hotfixes that the PC receives uh, pretty much on a weekly basis, sometimes a daily basis, we get uh, hotfixes for balance, for small bugs, uh, glitches, stuff like that. The versions of Warframe are always going to be disparate. They might be the same for console. Console might have crossplay, but PC is always going to be the odd one out because PC gets updated the most frequently and the game version changes most frequently. So unless, unless they can work a way around that, uh, no, crossplay between PC and console is not going to be possible for Warframe for a while for the foreseeable future. Well, I mean, yeah, they, <clears throat> the only way they could do that is if they did the hot fixes inside the game. How so? Well, like, see, like Modern Warfare does. You get a 200 gigabyte or 200 megabyte patch, like, every couple of days. Um, but you download it in the game server side <clears throat> for, you know, on, like, Xbox. On PC, I download the patch manually through the Battle.net launcher, but on Xbox, they download a patch in the background while the game's running, and they have to restart the game. How is that different from a game? Is that like a way to circumvent? No, that can't be, because there's still, there's like quality testing for consoles. You have to go through a compatibility check and all the rest of that, and yeah. I thought Microsoft and Sony charged for that. That's the whole reason why you don't get frequent updates on console. Is Blizzard just paying out the ass for COD? Well, or it could be a back-end server update that they only do to 
the Xbox and PS4 servers, so it does, it's not like a client update, and they just have to restart their client to fetch the new list from the server. I mean, that's an issue. I didn't know that about COD. That's an interesting thing that I would I would look into. Yeah, because like uh, get around it. I support crossplay on Warframe. Don't get me wrong, but I just didn't think right. that was possible from a monetary standpoint because of the the charge uh, that yeah, Microsoft no, I, Sony have. I totally agree. I mean, otherwise, it's like once a month. You know, they basically bundle all the hot fixes that they did for PC, and once a month they push them out to consoles. You know, so they don't have to pay out the ass like you're saying. But I know, like, if I booted up Call of Duty right now. I'd have like a 200 megabyte update and it's like a playlist update is what they call it. So I don't know if that's how they get around it because that's all it really is, is they're just updating the playlist and like the tournament playlist, the game files don't actually change. It's only the server files that change. So that's possibly how they don't pay out the ass for it. It's all all I know is, it's on server side, not on. Right, it's not client side. So yeah. that's, I'm assuming that's how they're getting around it. So I mean, if Warframe could figure out a way to do other patching server side, I mean, then they could maybe technically do crossplay. I'm not sure. But, uh, all right, yeah. So anyway, yeah, um, it's one of those things again. A dream, dream of ours to have Warframe crossplay. You know, because just, just. As fantasy speaking here, I mean Warframe does become crossplay. I mean, how how big does our alliance get then? Because I mean, and hey, wait, and then Switch might actually be viable because <laughs> the rest of us can carry them. Wow! All right. Yep. Oh, good podcast. Yeah, I don't have a roundtable, and yep, yeah, fuck it, we're out of here. You guys have a good night. Peace. (laughs) Our round table. Why do men have nipples? It's a very valid question, actually. Uh, It's an evolutionary standpoint thing. It's because we're all uh, chicks when when the cells start dividing. We're all female, and then a hormone gets released later on, and depending on whether or not it does, we turn male. So everybody gets nipples, but that's the scientific reason. The practical reason is magic. Men have nipples for magic because magic is where nipples are where the magic comes from. It's where it's where and magic piercings. is stored. Yes, also also piercings. That's where the piercings are stored. Anyway, later. <laughs> <laughs>